This is your station, your music, the world famous. WXIN, Providence, Rhode Island, USA. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Elms. In the show, we talk about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports right here on 90.7 WXIN. Joe Griswold is here with me today, and we have a lot to get to. The Bruins, new and maybe improved, we're going to discuss their moves at the deadline and where that puts them in the Stanley Cup race. Also, the Celtics kind of trending in the opposite direction as the Bruins. Not doing so hot. The third straight loss in a row. We want to talk about that as we do all Bruins losses. But, of course, there is one big, big elephant in the room that's kind of been going over, kind of casting over the sports world the last week or so. And we're going to talk about that. But you'll find out what that is in just a minute. And if you want to weigh in on any of these topics or have any of your own that you want to weigh in on, do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946. Or at 401-456-8787 and let me know what you think. Or or go to Facebook, go to the official Stadium Experience Facebook page, and tune into the Mike Kane Memorial live stream there and comment me everything that you think, everything you want me to say, anything you want me to think, anything you want me to know. And maybe I'll read it, we'll see. Anyway, though, with all that out of the way, you are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. And with all that, we are going to dive right in here and... Yes, Joe, there is an elephant in the room here. Something that we something that we have to talk about. Something that's well, just really the elephant's been, trunk. Something that's really been rocking the sports world the last couple of weeks, and that is of course that regrettably the Memphis Express are now three and O in AAF play, and it's it's a hard pill to swallow, really, because you really you look at the Memphis Express and you want them to be somebody that you can look up to. Somebody that we can imagine are going to be better than ourselves, but sadly, they, like all of us, like really all athletes, all sports figures truly are, they are also human and thusly fall prey to human needs. So, so we need to understand that all humans make mistakes. Regardless of status, regardless of wealth, because the AF, of course, had that $250 million bailout in the last few days. But that's why we need to remember that the, that the Memphis Express, the train might have slowed down a bit, but it hasn't fully derailed. And that's why forgiveness is a virtue. Now, on the other hand of things, of course, Robert Kraft got caught getting hand jobs at a place. So that's something we got to talk about also. And Jordan Moment stepping in with us as well. And the details in this case are... It's really fascinating in a lot of ways. I mean, it's been talked about to death, so I don't have too much to weigh in. I don't have too, too many ways to go in with it. But, yes, Robert Kraft, owner of the New England Patriots, has been accused and has been officially charged with a misdemeanor for going to a $59 massage parlor, which almost blows my mind just in that, just from a, just from a financial perspective, kind of blows my mind. That I, don't know what, I don't know what Robert Kraft is doing, but... Yes, so Robert Kraft now charged with a misdemeanor. What does it mean? What's the impact on the NFL? What's the impact on the Patriots? What's the impact on Kraft? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What do we think about this? Joe, go first. $6.6 billion. That's the net worth. So we can we can start there. Um, that's just awful. $59, $6.6 billion. But here we go. At the end of the day, I mean, the Patriots, it's not going to affect them in the slightest. I mean, when you 
that rich, get a nice lawyer, get this misdemeanor tossed under the rug. Well, you see, that's the thing about it, though, is that it seems that Kraft is going to fight it. Oh, why not? I why not? Why not? Why Video not? evidence. Why not it fight there. it? No, like it seems like like he he's hired a lawyer who has represented like billionaire hedge fund managers. They're gonna like CGI a different face on there and be like, oh no, like I don't know what he's doing, but like Robert Kraft is actually like intent on trying to fight this. It seems like, which is probably in this situation the stupidest thing you could do. Oh, absolutely. And when I say stupidest, I do not mean second stupidest. I do not mean third. Th like that. Like the best thing to do in this situation is deal with it, like, pay the fine or whatever, go do the community service, and not make it a story. Because you know what will happen if he does that? We will all forget about this by, like, like May, April. We'll forget it. We will, we will not remember this. Like, maybe then in, like, six months, somebody will be like, hey, hey, remember the time that Robert Kraft got went to prison, got a misdemeanor for solicitation? And we'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, that's, uh, I remember that. But we'll never talk about it again. But if he fights this... And he tries to drag this out as a long legal battle, which, of course, we as Patriots fans are very excited for. I would love another summer of a long legal battle. Wouldn't you? I'm down. I'm ready. Oh, yeah, I'd love it. I'd love Tuggate. But. Tuggate. But if he does this, that would be the worst thing possible. Because, they, once again, they have video evidence. Now, they have not released the video evidence. I have to imagine that if he just goes to court. Have you, have you checked the hub? I have not seen the video, but I have to imagine if he goes with it, if he just cooperates, just goes, pleads guilty or whatever it is, it'll be fine. It'll all blow over. But you know what happens if he tries to fight it, probably? That video is probably getting released. We're all going to see the video. Are you going to watch the video if it gets released, Joe? 100%. Jordan, would you watch the video? No. Interesting. The video will be released. And it'll have this lady calling him, like, some weird name, uh, like... It's gonna be the Rex Ryan foot fetish video. No, but it will be, like, some weird... They'll call him, like, I don't know, like, Silver Daddy or whatever the hell Robert Kraft likes his hookers to call him. And that will stick, or he'll make some weird sound. And I'll definitely edit it as a soundbite and play it all the time whenever anything bad happens to the Patriots. He'll make some weird moaning sound... We'll all see his junk. It just won't be good. Because then once I see the video, I'm not forgetting the video. And I will watch it because I am dedicated to this profession. I am dedicated to bringing you people the most in-depth coverage that I can. Just check out my new LinkedIn profile where I say that. And then all of that will stick. Because let me tell you what, nothing sticks more th worse than a nickname that a prostitute gives you in a video released by Jupiter Falls Police Department. I would say. So that will happen. So that's not exciting. Or he'll be calling her something weird, and just in his voice, it'll probably be the funniest thing on the planet. Once again, once we remove, you know, the horrors of sex trafficking and everything, because this is definitely a sex trafficking place. Like all the like that was why the police were there. This place was a sting job. If you read the reports, it's crazy what they're saying about this place. So, the best thing for Robert Kraft to do is not to fight it. But he might, because rich people don't like being held accountable. Any arguments from either of you two on that one? No. It's no, not yeah. really. <laughs> the billionaire class does not like to be held accountable. So I'm sure he's gonna drag this out in court, and that will not 
It, that will this not. This wasn't like Juniper Police either. This was an FBI investigation. Oh, I know. Like this was like, the whole. Like they have the they had the camera set. No, you know how they got the video set up in there. Like Chris you know? Hansen's walking in there right now, and no. he's like, "Hi, Robert." John Childs. <laughs> John Childs was involved in this, Jordan. Really? Top Republican donor. Oh yeah, he was in there. He was in there. Kraft walks in with a box of pizza. But <laughs> with like a box of Domino's. <laughs> I heard you wanted the pepperoni. Papa John's going. Now it's going. time for the sausage. Ooh, <laughs> Papa John's going. Like yeah, Papa John would go. But anyway, so well, apparently, if you're a billionaire, you just don't want to spend any money on. Yeah. But anyway, so the what was my train of thought? Yeah. So the how they were able to get the camera in there was the police department or the FBI, or whomever. They called in a bomb threat on this place. Oh. So everybody left, and then they snuck in there and planted a camera. And then there was a camera in there, and they were, you know what's even worse? Of the week they were recording this, Robert Kraft was the only person to go twice. <laughs> Is that good? He went back for more. It's the MSG. It's but, like Chinese food. You and, just keep coming back. But you know what's even worse? You know when he did this the last time? On the morning of the AFC Championship game. Good vibes. So Robert Kraft was having himself a hell of a day. Let me tell you. So, yeah, that's um, that's what's going to happen. Now, do we see any kind of punishment coming for Robert Kraft? Not from the legal system, because he has money, so the legal system can't touch him. No, it's a pass. Like, it's not even, like, it's not a felony. It's a misdemeanor. He's not, now, they might go after him a little bit because, you know, you know, sex trafficking is bad, and clearly they're trying to make a point about that, but... The NFL, I In the end, in the end, he's not going to get it. Like, he's not going to get any... He'll have to do some community service or something, and then he'll pay somebody to do it. I don't know. They'll, like, they'll have, like, the Robert Kraft, like, honorary, like, gun range at the Juniper Falls Police Department or something. But... And then, you know... Oh, you know what's even worse? Is that Robert Kraft has, like, donated, like, $50,000 to stop sex trafficking in his life? Oh. Ooh. So that's not great. So it's like, I want to be able to say... That Robert Kraft is an old man and honestly just doesn't understand what sex trafficking is. Because guess what? Old people kind of don't understand what sex trafficking is. My mother does not know what that is until, like, did not know until, like, last week when I explained to her. She was like, but it's not like slavery, is it? I'm like, no, Mom. It's, it is exactly slavery. It is slavery. Took her, I had to explain that to her. So, like, I would like to believe that Robert Kraft. But then he's also donated money to these foundations. So maybe he just gave the money and like went to the fancy dinner and didn't pay attention. Which like I can believe, but like I'd have to imagine that Robert Kraft like knows a thing or two. And when the place is called, what did you say the place was called, Joe? Orchids of Asia. Yeah, Jordan, does that sound like a place where they're all um legally there when they're giving you the, the little massages? Not exactly. No, I don't think I'd be going into which by the way was in a strip mall. Robert Kraft is taking his $6.1 billion self to a strip mall called Orchids of Anger in Jupiter Falls, Florida, which, by the way, is like 40 minutes away from the airport and like his house in Florida. He's got the frequent flyer miles. With John Childs to do this. So... I mean, I, I don't know where the NFL goes on this. No, and that's the thing. Because in the end, I don't there's think... No, you, there's no precedent. I mean, see, you can you beat see, women. You see... You get signed, I don't but... think... 
Well, see, they've said that they hold the owners as the same standards as the player, which is hilarious. You see, here's the thing. I don't think the owners are good. I mean, he's going to get in trouble. He's going to get, like, suspended and, like, fined like Jim Irsay wasn't all that. Like, what is that? Basically, he'll get fined. Like, he might get, like, they might give him the half million dollar fine that he gave Jim yeah, Irsay. They're going to give you a half million. Should. And they're going to say, donate it to sex trafficking. Yeah, yeah which they should do. Because just it, trying to this does reflect here. terribly on the league. Oh, yeah. But you know why they're not going to go after him that hard? You know why they're not. <laughs> You know why they're really not going to try to stroke him with the long arm of justice? Why is that? Because you think that he's the only one. You think that if we start going down solicitation charges, you don't Dude, think that he's going to have the anything? The annual owner's meeting probably has like 200 solicitation charges. Like, that could that's be there. my. Like, if they're like, he Robert, run, like, if they, like if, they, if they would ever seriously be like, oh, Bob, you got to sell your team. And he decided to be like, oh, well, then I'm going to pull out the Me skill. and Jerry Jones went there yeah, last exactly. week. Like, you think that Jerry. Remember when Jerry Jones tried to, like, fight the league about Elliot being suspended? And remember how the second he tried to do that, that weird video, like, got leaked of him at a wedding saying very bad things? And remember how he then immediately stopped? You think that video was just randomly leaked by some random Redditor? No. That was from the NFL. <laughs> like, you think that Jim Ursay doesn't have anything in his past? You think that the Mar... I think that Robert, I don't think they're going to be able to, I don't think they, if they really try to punish Robert Kraft, because in the end, what he did was not a football thing. Now, God forbid he did a football thing. Then yes, they'd go after him and they'd probably like exterminate the Patriots from the league at this point. But no, the NFL owners are going to be like, Ooh, Ooh, that's tough. Ooh, could have been me. Ooh, that's bad. Sorry, but Ooh, <laughs> just glad it wasn't me, Bob says Rick McNair. So, yeah, I mean, Jordan, do you see, like, the league is going to punish him, but it's not going to be, you know, what what they will do to him would be terrible to any one of us. Do you think the league's going to, like, seriously punish Robert Kraft beyond, like, suspending him a little bit and, like, finding him some money? Can they even do that? No, they can't. There's a precedent for that. Yeah, they can. They can, they can suspend and fine owners. For what? Why? Like, Jim Irsay they did for, like, when he got caught, like, driving around with, like, pills in the front seat of his car going, like, 120 miles per hour. <laughs> I, I guess. I, they, well, they do it for the optics of it. So that way they can be. So that way when they suspend players for nothing, they can be like, "Oh, well, we treat owners the same way because we're the NFL and we're and we have ethics." Yeah, but like he just sits there. What does it change? Nothing, because he can go watch it on his billion dollar TV. He can't hang out with Bon Jovi. <laughs> oh wow, he can bring John Bo Bon Jovi with him. <laughs> can bring Bon Jovi back home. <laughs> yeah. Come back, bring him to Florida. <laughs> bring him to Juniper Falls. Oh. Be like, listen, John Bond, I got this great place, and they won't expect me to go back. Orchids of Asia. Orchids of Asia, Bob. Think. Use your brain. But yeah, no, I mean, I just, I, I, I don't think that there will be any serious, like, he'll get the mystery, like, you can't, like, the charge does carry, because it's a misdemeanor one, it does carry a maximum prison sentence of one year. I don't think he's going to jail. That's a hot take. They don't. I don't think they make j jails weren't built for the billionaires. Let's say that. Let's say that and leave it at that. But yeah, so that's um, this is stupid. Like this, like I, I'm glad this happened now and not during the season. I mean, I guess this would have been like another fun thing to do during Super Bowl week. Which I, mean, I guess this was going on during Super Bowl week, and like the Juniper Falls Police Department was like, no, 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 we're gonna wait for the Super Bowl to be over. We don't want to ruin the Super Bowl now. But yeah, no, there's um I, I was reading the report from Sports Illustrated and the report said that like this place has like these girls here see fifteen hundred people a year and don't 
um, ever get to don't get any days off and they live there and they sleep on like the massage beds like this is bad like this is not a good thing I know we're making light of it because it's funny in its own way but when we take a step back and look at the actual and look at the actual uh, situation and the crimes that are being perpetrated this is not good now if they find now if they find out that Robert Kraft definitively knew about this which he will never admit and will never know because that would be the dumbest thing on the planet because this man has any lawyer ever will be saying like, yeah, yeah, don't, 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 don't tell him that you knew that the, that this was, that this was suspect. But yeah, that's the, uh, any, any closing thoughts on the, on, on Tuggate from either of you two? Nope. What about you, Joe? I mean, at this point, I, yes, I hope just that just don't fight it. I hope that this 71 year old billionaire learned, learned a lesson about how to act in the future. 77. 70. Is he 77? I think he's 77. God. So we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll be diving into, uh, we'll be diving into some Celtics stuff. I think we'll be getting the Celtics. Anyway, though, you were listening to the stadium experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. And we'll be back in just a second. Hey, parents, finding it hard to communicate with kids in today's world of ever-changing slang? Hi, son. Excuse me? Introducing the Communicizer. Just strap non-toxic Communicizer to your mouth and go from boring old man speak. Oh, you know, I'm here if you want to talk. To 100% off the chain. Text me whenever, yo. It's that easy. Thanks to Communicizer, I'm relevant to my kids again. I mean... A fly, boo. And now when you buy Communicizer, you get the auto-tune attachment free. Sounds so hip-hop, your kids will want to talk to you for hours. I used to have to walk three miles uphill to school every morning. Short hey. I love you, Dad. I love you too, son. Communicizer is not available in stores because it doesn't exist. But that's okay. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Because kids in foster care don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, mentor a kid who needs someone on their side, volunteer to read to children, make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I'm Gavin DeGraw for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. In less time than it takes to play your favorite tune, someone will be killed or injured in an alcohol-related crash. If you party, plan ahead. Designate before you celebrate. Sad stories make great songs, but happy endings make better lives. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Happy holidays, everybody. This is George Strait for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. 
When you're traveling during the holidays and see someone who's had too much to drink about to get behind the wheel, get those keys and save a life. When you celebrate, designate. Choose a designated driver. She said give it away. Just give it away. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. This entire piece of music was played with only two instruments, a right hand and a left hand. Hands can do incredible things, but nothing compares to using them to help save a life with hands-only CPR. If an adult suddenly collapses, call 911, then push hard and fast in the center of their chest until help arrives. Hands-only CPR is recommended by the American Heart Association, and it's incredibly easy and effective. Find out more about this latest method of CPR at handsonlycpr.org. The power to help save a life is in your hands. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. For the best local pizza, look no further than Big Tony's Pizzeria at 525 Eaton Street, Providence, featuring daily specials and free delivery until 4 a.m. Get a whole pie or just a slice at the home of the gangster rap. So call in at 401. 490-0000. For a slice of the local favorite, Big Tony's. Often imitated, never duplicated. Glasgow Smoke Shop is Providence's premier smoke shop and vapor lounge. Conveniently located at 1842 Smith Street, North Providence. Glasgow Smoke Shop, the best smoking supplies in all of our eyes. It's not the size that matters, it's the pleasure it provides. WXIN FM. I'm Ninety point seven WXIN Stadium Experience. Joe Griswold here alongside me. I made a quick change between the last two segments. For those of you watching the live stream, I am in fact in completely different clothes now. Doesn't matter though. Back to my normal look. We were talking uh, Robert Kraft, a little bit of AAF there to lead the show off, and now we're going to kind of dive into the uh, the two teams that are actually playing right now. Which not before long we're going to have three teams playing right now. Going to be opening up with some. We're starting off the segment here with a little bit of Celtics. And, yeah, if you want to chime in on any of these topics, do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946 or at 401-456-8787 and just let me know what you think. And, but anyhow, we're going to continue here now. And the Celtics last night lost their third straight game in a row. This one a just dismal showing against the Toronto Raptors, 118-95. They led at the end of the first, and they only scored 13 points in the second quarter and just got blown out the rest of the way there. And we talked about this, Joe. I remember the first show you were here, we talked about the Celtics won a little bit of a winning streak. And what did I say? Oh, this is going to end. 
I don't I don't care until I see them lose. And now they've lost. And here we are. And it's not even that they've lost. Now they've lost, and they're all getting kind of pissy again. Oh, I love it. And when they ask Kyrie, well, let me tell you what Ky- you want to hear what Kyrie Irving had to say when they asked him after the game. When they asked him after the game, basically, you know, how do you feel about how do you feel about the way the team's been playing? You guys feel like you haven't been playing defense together, haven't been gelling together. You know what he said? Go ask Brad about that. Or what did he say? What, let me get you the exact quote, actually. I want to get you the exact quote. I don't know. <laughs> let me let me tell you what he Yeah, let me let me tell you what he said. Let me tell you. No, well, first say first what Marcus Smart said, nobody's together. We've got we've got to have everybody on the same page doing the same thing at the same time. And then they asked Kyrie Irving about it. He said, that's Marcus's opinion. And then what was he say? What is the quote? Yeah, then they asked him about, you know, about because Brad Stevens said, you know, they're taking shortcuts. Guys aren't playing defense, not giving the effort. And he said, I don't know. It's up to Brad. So, uh, yeah, I don't think Kyrie's staying. A lot, a lot of respect going on there. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah. So what did I say, though? It's like this team can't lose and just be like, oh, man, we lost, but we're going to do better. Or, oh, man, we lost. Let's all just go in different rooms and not talk. Nope. They all They all hate each other. This team is not together, and every time they lose, they implode dramatically. Kyrie, by the way, only had seven points on seven for ten shooting, so. Three of ten. Three of ten, excuse me. Three of ten. Wow. So, uh, Kyrie did not have a great night. Nobody really, I mean, nobody had a great night. When you lose by 20, 20, when you lose by 20, no, I don't know, some amount of money. 23, nobody had a great night. That took me way too long to get to. When you lose by 23, nobody had a great, nobody has a great night, but except for Bob Williams putting up eight. Not bad for Time Lord. Not bad. But, yeah. Um, I know it's just kind of the same song and dance with this team every time I talk about this team. But, I mean, it's going to be the same thing. Uh, they all hate each other. Uh, they can't play together, seemingly. And when Kyrie Irving says, that's up to Brad, it does beg the question. This is something I've brought up a lot. Something I brought up before the season and something that, you know, seemingly I was right about, or at least I was right to be worried about, and that is Brad Stevens dealing with a real locker room of real NBA players, which he has really never had in his career. Up until now, he's had his plucky Butler teams with Gordon Hayward, who I guess is a real NBA player, but besides him, you know, these plucky, you know, his, <laughs> I mean, not right now if you looked at him, <laughs> but no. Uh, you know, his plucky little little bulldog teams there with Butler. Then beyond that, he's had you know he's had his Celtics teams with 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 it and Evan Turner and Jay Crowder and Avery Bradley. And then last year was supposed to be the first year he had all this real talent. And then Hayward got hurt. And then and then you know Kyrie got hurt. And we're back to like a team of youths and like Terry Rozier. But this year has been the first year where Brad Stevens for the whole season has had to deal with a team full of. Real NBA players, real NBA talent, guys with, you know, real ambitions, guys who, not to say that, you know, like, uh, like, you know, the role players of the world don't have ambitions, but guys who, you know, have, have reasonable, you know, cause to expect something, you know, guys who haven't, guys who have entitlement, which is, I'm not saying that negatively, I'm not trying to say that like, oh, they're all a bunch of entitled people, but, you know, guys who have some cause to be entitled, Kyrie Irving, a real bonafide NBA star, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, high draft picks who, at least in their mind, led a playoff push last year, led a team to being a game away from the 
NBA Finals. Gordon Hayward, that mess of a man right now. Marcus Morris, who's been coming on, is also on the last year of his deal. He's at a team of real NBA con. And I questioned before the year, how is Brad Stevens? I didn't think he couldn't do it, but I've never seen him do it. And that's what you need to be able to manage to be a successful coach in the NBA. Because being a good coach in the NBA is not about being an X's and O's guy. It's not. Because it doesn't matter. Because it's in managing personality. Exactly. That's what the. Because if you want to win, you need to have this level of talent. And this, this level of talent in comes the NBA. With personalities. Yes, comes with guys who have, who are divas, who have, who can be selfish at times. That's what you're gonna get. Because guess what? Not every. They're not five Tim Duncans waiting out there, for you to come get them, Brad. And so not everyone can score 35 a night. Not everybody can score 35 and then be a humble, <laughs> tall, six, seven foot tall man. Not everybody doing none of those. And that's what you have to. And I wondered how is Brad Stevens going to deal with that? Because in his whole career as a coach, he's never dealt with that. And here we are. And it doesn't look like he's doing a very good job up to this point, which is also not solely on him, by the way. If these guys are all kind of going to be this way and let the locker room fall apart, that's not solely on Brad Stevens. Because in the end, like, these are adults. Like, you lose a locker room in the NFL, yeah, that's kind of on you. Because that's a big team, and everybody's specialized, everything goes through you. But you lose a locker room of, like, eight guys, that's kind of on those guys. Because one bad apple can actually really screw you over there. I'm not saying these guys are bad apples either, but I will. I'll get to why. But, you know, Brad Stevens so far has not done a great job at managing this situation. Obviously, seeing as how... They're not, it's clearly not working. And by the way, like, like every player has their own individual reason. I'm not going to be like, oh, they just all need to shut up and play as a team. But let's try to understand why they feel the way they do. Because for one thing, if you're Jason Tatum, you're Jalen Brown, it's almost understandable to a certain point where maybe you're not hype. It's understandable point why any of these players would conceivably not be super invested in the Celtics. Because guess what? Why do we make fun of the Lakers right now? Because every player on that team knows that LeBron would trade them all in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. And they all know that they're all assets. Kuzma, Ingram, Ball, Hart, Zubak. Just, just pawns in the system. No, they do. They all know that they're assets. But guess what? Why should the players on the Celtics feel differently? Really, why should you? Why, should, like, why shouldn't Jason Tatum feel that same way when he knows that he's gone in an Anthony Davis trade or Jalen Brown or... Nah, not really Terry Rozier so much anymore because he's going to be a free agent. But still, like, even, like, Robert Williams is a trade chip. Like, Yabuselli going in a trade. Like, all these guys know that, too. And you see how that's affecting the – and it's not as overt. It's not so much out in the open where LeBron James is basically actively saying that he's going to trade them. But also, it's not like it's that much of a secret with Danny Ainge, by the way, who will trade anybody in a heartbeat. Let's examine why all these players are here on this team for a second. Why is Kyrie Irving here? Because they traded Isaiah Thomas right after the... And Jay Crowder. Right after Isaiah Thomas like poured his heart out to bring you on a title run. Which, by the way, I don't dispute. I'm fine with it. It's a business, but guess what? Danny Ainge did it. So, guys, you know, why the hell is... Why are Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown here? Where did the picks to draft them come from? Oh, the Celtics trading their entire team. Ha! Huh. Why is Marcus Morris here, for God's sake? Because they traded Avery Bradley, 
who is supposedly this great key cog in the machine. And I do like Avery Bradley. I did like Avery Bradley. But still, like, that was a homegrown Celtic. And they traded him. You remember why they had to trade Avery Bradley? Not even because he was leaving because they had some great deal. No, because they needed the extra $2 million in cap room so they could fit Gordon Hayward in. So I'm just saying, like, you look at it, and I'm, I, I like all, like, all those moves I liked. I even liked the Avery Bradley trade for what it was. But if, if you're going to ask, why does it seem like these players aren't super invested in the Celtics? And why are they more invested in themselves? And why does it seem like some of these guys are more invested in their own brand or building their own or getting their own shot or, you know, showcasing themselves? That's why, if you're Jalen Brown, why should you be super invested in the Celtics? What happened to you? You were drafted. You were here. You helped. And if you're in Jalen Brown's head, Jalen Brown, well, I helped this team. I was a key cog in this team getting to Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then what happens? They bench me. I don't start anymore. I'm going to be a free agent soon. I know that this team will trade me in a heartbeat for the right guy, but I should give 110% to the Celtics. When they're clearly not... A, like, Danny Ainge is clearly not 100% invested in any player. He is not riding or dying with anybody. So you're Jalen Brown. That might be how you need to... Th or you're Jason Tatum. Who... Well, you had Kobe Bryant in your ear all offseason. Which is terrible that you trained with Kobe. Oh, is that not the number one thing you don't want to hear that your young player is doing? Hanging out with Kobe. Learning the Kobe method. Kobe, who has some kind of like weird name for his own training method. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's 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 on that he was on the mom he was learning the Mamba mentality. If there's any player whose mentality well, I mean the Mamba mentality, argue with your teammates. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Do you want? Yeah, and are we not seeing it? Do we not see Jason Tatum t take stupid jumpers? I attempt to put up sixty a night and yell at your teammates. That's it. That's the. That's the. Well, they don't method. pass you the ball back to give you your <laughs> dribble, so you can get back your dribble. But the Celtics are a mess. No, but, but like that. But like, no, but just to understand these players' mindsets, like that's their mindset. When you look at it, it's not saying that like it justifies it, but. It's understandable to a certain point. Like, yeah, guess what? Like, you know, I know we're all like, oh, you got to put 110% into your team. But once again, some it's not unfair for a player to just question if the team's not going to 100% commit to me, why should I 100% commit to the team? Best thing for them, get to the playoffs. Four-game sweep, lose, <laughs> lose in the first round. Just no, it's not. It's not. Because then Kyrie leaves. Kyrie's gone anyway. Kyrie's probably no gone, but do. maybe if they pull it together in the no, playoffs. No, no, no. They're, they're not pulling it together. Maybe. This team's done. But if Kyrie leaves and then that... But that, they're so talented, at least with Kyrie up, up front. If they can put it together for a couple games, they can make the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, sure. They absolutely can. Like if they, I mean, as it stands... Not a shot in hell to beat the Warriors. Oh, God. I mean, that was never the case to begin with. I mean, this... But, I mean, as it stands right now, they are the fifth seed. They're going to Philly. They'll beat Philly. I don't know why, but Philly can't beat the Celtics to save their lives. Then after that, like, I don't know. I would have. I mean, they've had a good record against the Raptors all year. Yeah, but who are you scared of in the East? I'm not. The Raptors, the Bucks. I think both those teams were beating them in the last week. They they can pull it together. Oh, I'm not saying that they can't, but like, they should be the top team in the East with the con. With that was my expectation for this team. That was that's, everyone's expectation. That's still my expectation for this team. Well, it's not, but they're a disappointment. I'm not going to let them off the hook. 
they're not only here because the Bucks and Raptors are just better than we expected. If the Celtics were playing the way I thought that they were capable of playing, they'd still be better than both those teams. You, you see those flashes. But those no, flashes. we see those flashes. Yeah, and then they start winning three games in a row, and then everybody's like, oh, it's great. And then they lose two games, and they're like, ah, we all hate each other. Ah, I hate being here. Ah, talk to Brad. Talk to Brad. Talk to Brad. Talk to Brad. Yeah, he really respects Brad. Brad got caught on uh Brad got caught on the broadcast dropping dropping an F word. Uh, oh yeah, Brad Stevens swore for the first time in his life. <laughs> Which he said that in an interview afterwards. I mean, that's the first time I've ever sworn in my life. I know he's I know he's joking, but I a hundred and ten percent believe it. I a hundred and ten percent. And I wanna buy into that because that just adds to the narrative. <laughs> that just seems so bad that it made that it made good old country boy Brad Stevens cuss for the first time in his life. His mother was watching the game and was like, Bradley! <laughs> he began the soap in the mouth when he gets home because Brad Stevens definitely lives with his mom. Oh, 100%. Brad Stevens definitely lives with his mother. I, I believe that 110%. He, she lets Gordon Hayward come have sleepovers with them once every couple of weeks and they alternate. Makes the sandwiches, cuts them in triangles. They get to stay up till 10.30. Warm glass of milk before bed. <laughs> Tucks them both in. Gordon's you can't hang with that Kyrie Brad kid. Stevens, He's trouble. Brad Stevens has has bunk beds. Uh, Brad Stevens, ten out of ten has bunk beds. Uh, oh yeah, Brad Stevens has bunk beds. Is he married? Look it up. Because I know an inordinate amount about Gordon Hayward's wife. <laughs> I just do. It's just a thing that I researched once. Don't ask me why. I know an inordinate amount about Gordon Hayward's wife, but I don't know about Brad Stevens' home life. But I do know that he did in fact swear for the first time in his life <laughs> last night. Oh, yeah, he has a wife. Oh, yeah, he has a wife. That's the second thing when you Google Brad Stevens. Tracy William Wilhelmly Stevens. That is his wife. Oh, they have kids. He has two kids. One of the kids' name is Brady. Brad's short for Bradley. It is short for Bradley. When did Brad Stevens... What's Brad Stevens? Brad Stevens is 42. He's getting up there. Um, The most wholesome coach in the NBA. He's a wholesome guy. But anyway, so back to my, my overarching point about Brad Stevens, though. That is Brad Stevens built. Is he the guy to handle a real championship NBA team? Because obviously Brad Stevens is the best guy in the world if you have a ragtag bunch of misfits. And you need a guy who's going to be able to scheme up them and find ways to use their skills and hide their weaknesses to the best. And they're all just happy to be there because they because they've been like role players their whole career. And they're having a great time. But is Brad Stevens the best guy to handle an actual NBA caliber team or an actual championship caliber roster? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I'm I don't think so. I don't not, think so. I mean, he's not making you feel. You, you finally get star power in Kyrie. You, you, you're and not going to retain him. And you know, and I'm not sitting here saying I don't want to sit and just be out on Brad Stevens like after like half a year of this. But you know, in the end, if he can't handle this, who cares at how good you are about drawing up inbound plays? Uh, you're not drawing up inbound plays with these guys. No, so I feel like who Kyrie's like, give me the ball. But no, we're like, how? No, when he draws up an inbound play to Marcus Morris, Kyrie keeps the ball anyway. <laughs> Kyrie, why didn't you follow that? I don't know. Ask Brad. Ask Brad. Hey, Ky Kyrie, why are you going to New York? Ask why, Brad. Why are you and Kevin Durant definitely going to New York together? Ask Brad. Ky Kyrie, are you going to be in Space Jam 2? Ask Brad. Hey, hey, Kyrie. Um, is your is your why why are you making all these movies when you live in a city that doesn't have it that doesn't have any movies that doesn't make movies? 
Ask Brad. Look at the audio. That's going to be good. Uh, Ask Brad. But it's just like, that's it. Like, that's where we are. That's where we are with this team. Like, then. But no, like, is Brad Stevens the guy? And if he's not the guy, is he the coach for the Celtics team? Because it seems like they might be going back to being the ragtag misfit Celtics soon because all the best players are going to leave. He's so like, ah, my sweet spot. We're back. No, so maybe they do need Brad because he's going to be back there soon when Kyrie leaves and, like, Jalen Brown doesn't want to be there anymore. And Gordon like, Hayward's still operating on yeah, one foot. Yeah, yeah, Gordon Hayward still can't. It's still, like, too afraid to, like, put weight on his leg even though he's fine. He just broke his ankle. He's fine. He's being a baby about it. But when Gordon Hayward's finally ready to, like, yeah, stand on two feet. Be like, Gordon, Gordon, you're leaning to the left. No, no, I'm fine. I'm standing on it. No, Gordon, Gordon, you're, you're basically laying on your left side. No, no, no. I'm not afraid to put weight on it. It's okay. I'm not afraid to put weight on it. It's okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm going to go play Overwatch. Bye. But... I, I just like I like is he though like if if Brad Stevens cannot handle this kind of team is he the right coach and like I know people will be like it's bold to say well then you might need to find another coach but maybe then you need to find another coach well it depends you know you just you're shooting your shot in free agency you and just you're going need to find these all star players but you need them like you exactly. need these, in like, this league to win need, a championship you eventually need, you need to wind all-stars. up with these all star yeah. players like. I, you can make a miraculous you know, run, it's, but... It's great that Brad Stevens made the bridge team better than it had to be, but in the end, what did that matter? Besides, like, it pumped up the value of some of some players, so they were good tradable assets. Like, in in defense, like, Brad Stevens putting these guys... In, like, that's why Jay Crowder was a tradable asset. That's why Avery Bradley was a tradable asset. Like, that is what... Like, no, that is... Like, Brad Stevens is really, really great at that. But that's not what makes you a great NBA coach, so then we have to find out. Can he be a great ch- NBA coach to a championship team. And right now, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's really good at that other stuff, which almost maybe is kind of unfair because he's been good at this thing that's the exact opposite. So I want to say give him the benefit of the doubt at being good at this thing, which maybe I'm giving Brad Stevens. Maybe I'm being too fair to Brad Stevens. Maybe. But. There's also some some stars in this league that maybe, you know, they're not as. Yeah, like two. Yeah, maybe two. The point is, like, if you put them together... Get, get one of those two. No, but just, like, if you put them together, like... Like, okay, like, if you put them together th- and you make them accept reduced roles, there's gonna be problems. Because they all have their own thing. They all have their own shoe deals. Like, my God, I would have told you that, like, two, three years ago, oh, like, Kawhi's one of those guys who's kind of quiet, and he's gonna be okay with whatever you make him do because he's on the Spurs. Uh-huh. And then he demanded the trade because he didn't want to be there. Uh. And that's it. He just didn't want to be there. And now he's probably going to go now he's going to play for like the Clippers next year. Like I'll tell you right now that the Greek freak seems like a pretty affable guy until he's a free agent or he gets bored being in Milwaukee and then wants to go somewhere else. I would have showed you, "Oh, Anthony Davis, he's kind of a quiet subdued guy. He doesn't have any any real, you know, problems or anything like that." Until he went, "Ah, oh, I don't really want to be here anymore." Like they're all like this on some level, which is not a criticism of them. This is not me being like, oh, like, they're not like hockey players who like to be anywhere. Because people like to hold up hockey players as like this weird, whoa, like. Oh, they are. People they like to like hold up like, like hockey players as like this weird, like, gold standard of like morality in sports and all these other, like, you know, these. It, 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 it's it's coded for racism, really. It's 
the the code to that is that like I don't like black people getting too uppity and oh. hockey players don't do that. It's true. I'm not oh, wrong. There's like three black hockey players. No, but like league. you get the point. Like you get like the like the line of reasoning that people will go down sometimes. I, I agree. Yeah, it, like it, it, and it's coding for you know. Yeah, we know what it's coding for. But I just said it. But the. So it's not me criticizing these players. I love athletes exercising autonomy. Athletes should have more autonomy. I love it. I love them exercising their autonomy. But it's also the reality of the NBA, and you need a coach to navigate it. Because in the end, that's all your NBA coach needs to do. Is Steve Kerr some great tactical mind? No. NBA coaches are, you know, Steve Kerr is not some great tactical mind. Even, God, the guy I always bring it back to, the guy who I always bring it back to when I'm talking about Brad Stevens and his ability to navigate this situation, the guy I always bring it back to is Doc Rivers. Was Doc Rivers some great tactical mind, Joe? No. No, he wasn't. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't half, I mean, I'm not saying he wasn't half, but he was not the, you know, the basketball mind that Brad Stevens is. But what could Doc Rivers do? Let's manage personnel. Yes, he could take three guys who have every reason in the world to have giant egos and keep it together for a little while, and then Danny Ainge traded Kendrick Perkins for no good reason, and then they should have won a second title. But still, and yes, the big three for the Celtics was one of the most disappointing personnel groupings in Boston sports history for what they were only winning one title but still he got one they got one Steve Kerr is not some brilliant tactical mind I mean Doc showed that he can struggle with that though at Chris Paul oh sure 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 well yeah that's just because you know the Clippers will never do anything ever but you know even like you know even like Steve Kerr is not a great tactical mind but he was able well he was able to hold it together doesn't look like it's staying together very well anymore Kind of looks like the seams are showing there, but hey, they, they got four titles out of that bad boy. Well, about to be five, so. Yeah, about to be five, and then and then KD is going to run away. Fall apart all you want <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> then K- five titles. And then KD is going to go to New York and play with Kyrie, and. They'll still win 12 Clay's going to go New York. And Clay's going to go to, you know, LA and play with Braun, and it's going to be Draymond and DeMarcus and Steph, and that'll be it. Or Clay will be like, ooh, I get to be the number two guy again? Oh, boy. Clay Thompson was also probably never sworn in his life. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> the Clay Thompson Brad Stevens swear jar now has exactly That's who's in the bunk beds, man. I'm telling the you. Brad I don't think Clay Thompson is going is in the bunk bed, sadly. I don't think Brad I don't think Clay Thompson. Now Brad would love Clay Thompson, let C- me tell you. Come sign. We can we can build a fort. You can three and D here all you want. We'll make a we'll make a pillow fort and we can cuss after ten thirty. Maybe. When when my wife goes to bed. When, when, what's her name again? I, I already got away from her. What, what's his name again? Since I'm just, since I guess we're just talking about Brad Stevens' personal life a lot here. Robin, I think. I, I don't think it was Robin. Catherine? I might have been Catherine. I should just, I should just keep this pulled up. She does look very old. Yeah. Tracy. Her name's Tracy. Close enough. How old is Tracy Stevens? I don't know, but they were married in 2002. Oof, Brad Stevens. Yeah, Brad Stevens got married young. That makes sense. But, 2003, excuse me. But yeah, like the, I, I, I think I'm still talking about Brad Stevens, or like hockey or something. But yeah, those are my thoughts on that. I mean, do you? How do you feel about all this, Joe? Like, if, if, am I just talking nonsense here? Do I hundred percent agree? Brad Stevens will get the opportunity to coach a ragtag bunch again because, like, I know that Celtics fans love Brad Stevens, and there's plenty of reasons.
doesn't like Brad Stevens. Oh, absolutely. They love you Doc know. Rivers, too, though. Also, they overrate Brad Stevens as an asset, not because of Brad Stevens, just because being a coach in the NBA, having a good coach in the NBA is, like, so far down the list of things that matter. Oh, 100%. Like, just, like, by nature of what he does, not who he is. Like, it's just, like... You give me talented players and just no. Like people told me, like like I had a friend who I was like, they should like if they could like trade Brad Stevens for Paul George to do that in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. Like and they're like, no, no, you need that coach. No, you don't. Not when you have the players to win. Not when you have the players you need to actually win. But anyway, so I mean that's it. So I I guess we're gonna take another break here because that actually went on a lot longer than I thought, which is good. I love segments going on long. That means we got content. So we take a quick break here, and then we come back. uh, We're gonna. With none of the coding, we're going to talk about hockey. Talk about the Bruins, their trade deadline acquisitions. Really, that's it. Not really much of, not a lot of interest really happening around the trade deadline in general. Oh, uh, there's some moves. There's some moves. Yeah, there's some moves, but nothing like, nothing like, you know, exciting. Uh, nothing earth shattering. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the Celtics. The Celtics. Bruins. We'll be talking about the Bruins. Yes, the hockey team. I know I'm talking about them so little. But, how about them? And. Yeah, we're doing that next segment. So you were listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Helmsley, and we'll be back in just a flash. Can you tell if the surfaces in this kitchen are crawling with bacteria that could cause chronic arthritis? Listen. Can't, can you? You can't see it either. Wash surfaces, utensils, and hands frequently with soapy water while preparing food, especially when handling raw meats or eggs. Raw food may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year, and roughly 3,000 will die. But you can keep your family safer by cleaning with soap and water as you go. Learn more about this and other important information. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. That's foodsafety.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. So, Kristen, how was Esther's baby shower? Oh, great. Yeah? You know it's a girl, right? Oh, wow. What's her name? Um, it's one of those names. Excuse me? You know, one of those names. Shakita, Juanita, Jaquita. Why do black people like those kinds of names anyway? They just make it harder on themselves, you know what I mean? No, Kristen. I don't know what you mean. Imagine the power of one voice. Find your voice at freedomcenter.org. A message from the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Ad Council. My name is Ruth Rusi. I'm a retired teacher. I'm 91 years old, and this is how I live united. I say retired, but not really. Once a week, I read books to children as part of United Way's education program. Reading to a child creates links between language and literacy. It creates a bond between grown-up and child. And believe it or not, it prepares them for a better academic future. Oh, we read about frogs and flies and pigs with wings, all sorts of juicy stuff. It's a joy to watch all those little faces. I figure I have the time and they have the need. And I've always believed that if we're not here to help each other, then what are we here for, really? My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council.
This entire piece of music is played with only two instruments, a right hand and a left hand. Hands can do incredible things, but nothing compares to using them to help save a life with hands-only CPR. If an adult suddenly collapses, call 911, then push hard and fast in the center of their chest until help arrives. Hands-only CPR is recommended by the American Heart Association, and it's incredibly easy and effective. Find out more about this latest method of CPR at handsonlycpr.org. The power to help save a life is in your hands. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. If this radio spot were Nikki Baker's life, it would start pretty normal, like this. But, but then, then right, right around here, her life would take a bad turn with her mother abusing her. And about this far in, Nikki would drop out of high school and run away. Here, she'd be forced to work two jobs struggling to support herself and her daughter. She'd feel stuck, 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 stuck. But then she'd decide to earn her GED diploma. She'd take my prep classes. Study every night. And feel unstuck. Because she finally hears someone say, Nikki Baker, come up and get your GED diploma. If this radio spot were Nikki Baker's life, the ending wouldn't be the ending at all. It would be the beginning of a brighter future. For free info about GED test prep classes, call 1-877-38-YOUR-GED or visit yourged.org. GED is a registered trademark of the American Council on Education, brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is 90.7 WXIN. WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley, Joe Griswold here with me now. Of course, that's you. We're going to very, very abruptly transition to talking about hockey here on the show. We were talking Celtics, and somehow hockey came up a little bit. In its own own unique way. Own unique way. But, you know, what is this, like the third time I've talked about hockey since you've been on the show? That is very close to the amount of times I've talked about hockey on the show overall. Yeah, I don't talk about hockey a lot, dude. I don't talk about hockey a lot. I don't do it. I don't talk about hockey a lot. But we are now because we got this this guy. You're wearing your Bruins hat like... Like you are... Ready to rock and roll. No, like there is a lot going on here. Absolutely. And, trade and, no, the trade deadline, the Bruins, they've made their... And it's really funny because... Wait, wait. They towed the line. No, again. hang on. Hang on, Jordan. No, let me hear it. 
Hang on. Oh, yeah, they did tow the line. Yeah, great job, Bruins. But anyway, they have not picked a direction. But anyway, but we talked about this, and you learned something. You've been coming on the show the last couple of weeks. You learned something that happens to me all the time, and that is I do this show weekly, obviously. I will end the show, and the second the show ends, something will happen that I have opinions about, and I'll be like, oh, great, now I get to wait seven days to talk about this. And that, of course, happened where almost immediately after the show ended. I think less than 20 minutes it broke. The Charlie Coyle trade Char- ended. Charlie Coyle. And I immediately text you, and you immediately told me that you were going to be writing an article about that for the anchor, which you did, so pick up your edition of the anchor. Joe, Joe, <laughs> he was Joe A. Griswold Joe this, this week. week. He was not Joseph. That's my alter ego. He was not a, yeah, not, he was very. That's he, my hot take ego. He just, he's just so tough. He's all, <laughs> he's all mad and cash about Charlie Coyle, Joe Agris. Yes, and honestly, at the time of the trade, I was ang- I, I was probably I was I was angrier about it than I am now because honestly, like I, I, I've cooled off on it. But what did we talk about last week? The Bruins towing the line, towing the line. not making a decision. What they have to do? They had to trade one of their. You got to trade a prospect, and you got to give up a first rounder. You got to go get a top six forward. No, but instead they traded one of their, you know, nope, their nope. good young tradable players, one of their good talented players. We've been having a tough year, but still one of their good players in Ryan Donato, and they traded him. For a third liner. For a third liner. And wait, wait. Yep. Third liner. I think he's went one third season. Line center. One season over over 20 goals. That being said, he does have another year on his deal. And in the end, I do like the deal a little better now. And also, honestly, because maybe I've been underestimating this Bruins team a little bit. And maybe that's almost why I feel a little better about it. No, because maybe I haven't. Because I haven't really seen him as a cup contender. And I don't know if I still do. Uh, I do. But they are on a streak. They have been playing better. I'd still say that they have an out that they are an outside cup contender, but it is hockey. Hockey more than any sport. Top to bottom, you can, exactly. you can win. Anybody can do it. The Vegas Golden Knights with their ragtag bunch of Brad Stevens. You see, imagine Brad Stevens got the coach the Golden Knights. He's in the wrong sport. He'd man. be like, oh boy, <laughs> a ragtag bunch of misfits. Uh. Like I'm sure that Brad Stevens loved loved uh, the. The dispersal draft, I mean, the the expansion draft on 2K as much as I loved it. <laughs> you know how I bought 2K that year just to do the, the expansion draft? Are you kidding me? You know how much I loved that and still do love it? Uh, oh, it's so fun. You get this crappy team like Kyle Anderson's your best player. Oh, it's so fun. But anyway, anyway, it is hockey. And yeah, there is a part of me now that is kind of looking at it and saying, okay, Maybe this Bruins team that doesn't have a chance, maybe bringing in these minor reinforcements who, like we did talk about, in my defense, I did also say last week, though, like a guy like Johansson who doesn't provide a lot, because they also trade for Johansson, who doesn't provide a lot in terms of scoring, still an upgrade over the secondary scoring on this team. Agreed, 100%. And I did say that. And they did do that. They were not able to go get a big marquee guy. I don't think I wanted them to overpay, but maybe for this team, kind of a cup contender, you kind of get an upgrade. I'm almost okay with that. Like, now that I've had a little bit of time to step back, look at it, I'd still like this team to kind of pick a direction, but... But here we are. I Overall, I do sort of like the upgrades that they made. Now, the fact that they gave up a third for Johansson instead of a fourth, and then we find out that the team, that the that New Jersey's going to keep part of the salary. Oh, 40%. That's awesome. Don't like that. I Well, you know what that says to me? Says to me that they could have given them less to get him. Oh, I agree. But, but then they gave him more to keep, which I hate. Which I hate. Hate, 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 hate. Because what did he give up? A second and a, th- a third? 
Yes, I am. Yeah, are you telling me that you that if you because what what they've in essence saved is like four is four hundred k for one year? I don't care though if they have to spend more money. Spend all the owners' money. It doesn't affect their cap. It doesn't affect their ability to bring in people. No, like if, literally if during the draft, if in the third round, the NHL called your team and said, "Hey, if you give us four hundred k, we'll take your fourth rounder and make it a third rounder." Would you not be mad at your team for not doing that? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Well, that's what the Bruins just did. They just did the opposite. They just paid. They just let another team pay them four hundred grand to move up around to give them a prick. That's what the, that's what the Bruins just did. Don, Don Sweeney's known for things like this. That's not, that, that's an ownership thing. <laughs> that's a cheap, the eternally cheap Bruins ownership group. Uh, yeah. But anyway, Jeremy Jacobs isn't sitting there saying, you know what? If they retain the salary, we'll you know we'll give him a little, yeah, which is which you hate to see as a fan. But anyway, nevertheless. Not to go into the nitty-gritty of that, because that's past. That's old news. But overall, looking at their upgrades, looking at what they've brought in, I don't mind it. I like it. I do. And like I said, it's a little revisionist for me. Me who want them to pick a direction and stick to it. But if this is it, Imposter Not comes back, and they brought in a little secondary scoring. Deals. And once again, maybe this is just me getting swept up in the winning streak like an idiot. 14-0-4. Well, excuse me, the point streak. 14-0-4. Because the NHL still gives you points when you lose for some reason. <laughs> for some reason, you get a participation point. But as as my sensei has coined, you get your participation point. I'll take it. But still, they have done it. Maybe I'm getting swept up. But these upgrades, I don't think they didn't spend a lot. I don't... On their face, I don't love the Donato trade, but whatever. Like, you can kind of talk me into it. I guess they do have a glut at that position. But I guess more I'm mad about the Donato trade because it shouldn't have came to that point. If you know what I'm saying? Like, they should have, like... Or maybe I'm overestimating the value of Donato. But they should have planned ahead better to the point where they're not just kind of giving away their young prospects for third-line Jag centers. Like they like they should have planned ahead. I mean, they have enough prospects where I don't think Donato's a huge loss. No, you're right, but like they should have planned ahead to this point where they're not just throwing where they're not just where they just have to. This is Don Sweeney saying, I need to make a move or this fan base is gonna kill yeah. me. He's like, but, I need to do something. But I like yes, the moves. Across the board, I like the moves. Yeah, and of course he's a gritty blue collar guy, so all the and, hockey and all, all the, the hockey fans, fans can like, flip oh, out and like, Oh, he's from Weymouth. Weymouth. Ooh, he's from Weymouth. Ooh, he's not fancy. Ooh, he's blue collar. T- even though he makes millions of dollars, yeah, yeah, and we yeah, never even talk to nah, these nah, people. Nah, fine, fine, fine. He's, a, he's a he's a down home kid. He's from Weymouth. I don't even know where Weymouth is. Where is Weymouth? Couldn't tell you. If there's one thing I learned from my time interning with with Jones is how to spell the names of all these random towns in Massachusetts I did not know existed. Yeah, you learned something. The biggest part of my job was I had to answer calls and write who was calling and where they were from on the on the thing. And I was like, you're from where? Where? Is that a place? Yeah, okay. I'm putting it down. But. I mean, like, these players do add to this team. And I guess in the end, that's good. And they didn't give up a ton. They gave up a decent amount, but not a prohibitive amount. So... Yeah, like, I guess any problems I have are more just, like, big picture problems. Like, I'm still mad at Pasternak. 
You gotta let that go. No, I'm not gonna let it go. You Screw you. No, when you're when you're a team's best player, you shouldn't be breaking your thumb falling down because you've been drinking. No, like I I am not gonna. I, I will keep holding that. I against agree, you. but it's not like they've struggled in the time he's been out. Yeah, that's fine. It's just he, he, he won't be the same in the playoffs, and they won't have the scoring that they need, and they'll yeah, suffer. Whatever. And, at least that leaves them a nice scapegoat when they get eliminated. Yeah, exactly. And we can all come have had the rip on Pasternak day. That'll be fun. We can plan that. Oh, that'll be. Oh, totally. I don't know. This team can make a cup run. Um, but I Tampa Bay looks like world like they yeah like I, but like I still don't think they're but like Tampa Bay is 20 points ahead I, of the I'm Bruins. glad that they didn't overly invest and pay like what 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 did, what did the Golden Knights give up to get Mark Stone did they give up a first round pick a first and yep. like a really good prospect no no Stone actually went cheaper than expected I no they traded a really good prospect for him didn't they they traded like some really good defensive prospect yeah uh, I can't remember. like who might have been like their best prospect no they traded they traded like a very very good like a like he's young he's not he's still in the He's still being developed, but like he's not like he's good. Yeah, what, what do they give up? What do they give up? Um, uh, Eric Brownstrom. Brownstrom. Oh well, he also resigned with them though, so I mean, yeah. I guess that that's okay. I mean, that's still. Yeah, they send Eric Brand Brand Brandstorm. Brandstorm. Yeah, Brand Brand Brandstorm. Yeah, so he's he's fifteen overall in twenty seventeen. Yeah, he's. Oh, they give him yeah, but like Brett. Oh, oh, they give him a pick. They only give up the player. Player, two players and one pick. Oh, they did give up a first round pick. Second. Okay. Told you. But so like the player that they gave up, like I read, like I read up on him a little bit after the trade. Cause I'm not some. <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend. Oh, I've known who Eric Brands to be. I've been watching him since he was in high school. And what on the AAU watching the Swedish high school hockey or wherever the hell he's from. But like, like no, but like supposedly like he's been like compared to like Carlson. Like he like he's good. Like he like that is like a real like you would have had to like give up something real to compete with him like oh McAvoy would have had to go no like he's like a McAvoy like level yeah Mac- McAvoy and a second rounder would have had like McAvoy like McAvoy's probably worth more because like he's actually but like yeah oh, like, absolutely like that like tier of prospect just younger so I'm glad because I don't, like I would be mad if I'm like really like, you're gonna invest I, I wouldn't move McAvoy oh, for well, Stone I, well, I would move because you need him also on the because how much better does a team get if you move McAvoy. <laughs> Nothing you disband your first line exactly first like defense. also like you trade like also just from like. Like a perspective on the, you can get like, all right now uh, you're gonna score you know twenty more yeah, goals like you but you're just, also gonna give up like twenty five really more goals that much better by by getting rid of McAvoy exactly like now you traded one of your best players for who mind you can't show up on time for anything you traded Robert Williams two point you traded Robert Williams with ice skates for <laughs> Robert Williams with ice skates I make myself laugh sometimes but I'm picturing Robert Williams on ice skates now. I gotta get to the airport, but these skates is <laughs> too slippery. I can't get out of the Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Robert Williams on ice skate. I'm picturing him just trying to skate around, trying to get boards. I'll tell you what these trades did do. No, no, we're gonna pick. We're gonna talk about Robert Williams on ice skates for a minute. For, for the rest of this, we'll get we'll get back to hockey for a second. Listen, you want me to talk hockey? You got you got to indulge me a little bit. <laughs> Robert Williams, <laughs> he's holding a little chair on the court, like coach, coach, don't let me go, coach, I'm falling. No, you got the chair, Robert. No, I don't. <laughs> okay, 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 I'm done. I've I've gotten all the mileage out of that. Are you sure? No, you're gonna bring that back at some point. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens if it's natural. <laughs> Listen, if Robert if Robert Williams slips at any point during the rest of the season. Watch out! But anyway, so you were saying, so yeah, like how do, how do you feel about these trades? They, 
arguably the right moves. Yeah, like it it arguably. Like it's not even that I don't like them because like, oh like I wanted a big flashy move. It's more just like I I don't know. Like I don't know how to feel. Like I feel good, I guess. What it what it does do is it solidifies all four lines and yeah. in a league like this where you're probably going seven against Tampa because you're you're going six against Toronto. You're going seven against Tampa. You're gonna need four lines. You're gonna need defensive guys on that third line. And Perrin Coyle, I mean, Johansson's on the second line right now. He'll get bumped down to the third when Pasternak comes back. But with Coyle, Johansson, and Bagus on that third line, it's a good grinding line. I mean, rolling four lines in the playoffs is crucial, and who knows, they could turn this team and make a yeah. cup run. Well, I, yeah, like they, they, they added to this team, they and, are, they, and they, they didn't give up a they lot. They are the team that could be peaking at the wrong time, though. No, that could also be the case, yeah, because you know this this team has not had a great, great, uh, great track record at the end, the last like couple weeks of the season. The last, I mean, uh, you got to keep Carlo healthy too. The last two seasons, he goes down in the last three games. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's 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 problems. This team's got, but you know, and also, oh my God, the schedule gets rough down the stretch here. Yeah, we're. Old. But no, like I do feel good about this team, and I do feel good about the guys that they've added. So. I don't know why there's yeah there's like this thing that's just tugging at me that's just like no don't like it Jake other than maybe I'm just a negative sad person but I feel like there's more to it do, do you kind of feel that too Joe? Uh no I oh okay you just ev- have. no okay. everything they did I think it's the right move I think Sweeney looked at it he said I'm not giving up Wayne Simmons fetched way more than yeah, I thought like, he would I, I would have want because this team is not worth overpaying for a guy absolutely not because last even, year I thought David Lee was worth overpaying for. You, and I liked that move because I thought that team was better than it was. If you move prospects and picks, top picks, and you don't get the cup, then, you know, it's a total loss. Right now, the moves they've made, if they don't make a cup run, they can't make it, they don't win the cup. It's, you still got Coyle for a year. Johansson, you didn't give up too, too much. So you're not missing out like last year on Rick Nash giving up a first. He scores six goals. Yeah, in the which playoffs, by the way, like last year's five. Uh, that, tra- that trade ended up working out. But like last year, I was like, yeah, like invest in this team. I like that. I want that for this team. And this team is probably better than last year's team. Uh, it's a more complete team. But I just, I, I guess, like, I know that the other teams around them are better now. Oh, Lightning are ridiculous. Yeah, like, even, like... Yeah. And the West, top to bottom, is just stacked. Yeah. We will see how it goes, but the trades they made are I th- about on par with what I actually expected versus yeah, you know, real- them actually making a big boom trade that everyone wanted. But that's the Bruin oh, I way. Didn't, I didn't want a big boom trade. That's, yeah, if you can go and get someone like Panarin. Yeah, but not for what they were trying to give up. Like I, I didn't, I did not want to see this team pay out, pay through the nose, and they didn't. So yeah, I'm happy. I should be. I'm happy for now. Yeah, maybe I'll watch a little bit of that puck tomorrow. Against the no, Lightning, seven thirty. Gonna be at the Metal Showcase. Never mind. Tomorrow's that big game, one and two in the East. But yeah, then all that will be a big game. And listen, we'll see it tomorrow too. No, you're right, we will see it tomorrow. So, I mean, do you have any closing thoughts on the Bruins? I mean, I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow's a big test. I mean, you got Kevin Miller. Yeah, no, yeah. And then we get to wait, and then you get, then to, you get wait to wait seven days, days to talk six about days. it. Welcome to doing a weekly show. Why didn't I start doing my little my little bites, my little bites episode? So that'll be that. And do you have any other sports? Any other general sports thoughts? That's about all I got. All right then. I guess I'll about bring things to a close here. You've been listening to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Elmsley, on 90.7 WXIN. Joseph A. Griswold here with me for the whole show. Thank you to him for coming in again. And with that, we'll see you next week, Wednesday, 
4 to 6 p.m. right here on 90.7 WXI. And we'll be talking about whatever's going on, whatever legal battle Kraft is in. Maybe the Express will finally get their first franchise win. They benched Hackenberg. Mettenberger did okay. Just got bent. Jesse, they put him in the game too late. This week, though, Mettenberger's bringing it home for the Express. Lock it in. Maybe I'll finally figure out when the game is so I can actually watch it. I keep missing them all. And other than that, we'll see you next week right here on 90.7 WXIN. Have a lovely weekend, and I will see you all next time.